0: Welcome back to the Daily Hype Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Pollard, and every week I am bringing you five episodes to help you up-level your life, grow your business, if that's for you, and see the world a little bit differently. We are so happy to have you here, so let's get this started, shall we? Hello, hello. Today we are talking about how to make a smart business investment on this business episode of the Daily High podcast. Every Thursday, we do business episodes so that you can make sure that if you are in the entrepreneurial space, you are growing both your personal and mental development, emotional as a person, but also that you're walking away with some really tangible business advice because I am your resident... In house strategist who knows a thing or two about strategy. Um, as someone who worked for some of the biggest names in the fashion industry in New York City for 10 years Prada, Rebecca Minkoff, Kendall and Kylie, Sam Edelman, I'm trying to help you make really solid decisions in your business because I have actual business experience, which leads me to the way I make smart business investments. Now, There are gonna be different ways that you should make these investments if somebody is a creative or if it is more of like a business investment. Now here's the thing, creative investments are still business investments, but for lack of laziness, let's just separate the two. Creative would be like website designers, branding, uh, photographers, right? Different things like that. It could also be, and then on the business end, sorry, it would be things like strategists or systems experts or someone who really knows a specific piece of software that they can help you with. Um, So these are the kind of things that I want you to think about. Now, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, you know that I recommend a very specific hiring pattern. And here's the thing there's no right or wrong way to hire people. I do have very strong opinions about the way that I hire people and how other people should hire. However, it's not the right way. There is no right way. You have to follow your gut. You know your wallet better than mine. I just want to make sure that you're making the best investment decisions possible. The first thing you should hire always, if you are new to the online space, is some sort of coach, consultant, strategist. Now, be mindful with coaches. There's a lot of really flowery language that sounds super attractive as strong marketing language that does not actually provide a great result. I know few coaches that actually do a proper job, and if you're interested in who I think those people are, if you're rec- if you're looking for a recommendation of a really strong coach, I got you. I know where to show you, I know who to help who where to send you. Um you just let me know what you think. Or if you need that help. Now, I prefer to not be called a coach because I do take way more responsibility in your sales, in your business development, in the way that you run your business, whereas technically a coach is just kind of supposed to be there for emotional support and accountability. I'm coming in way hot with a really strong strategy for you and some numbers that go with it. So the first thing that I would hire is a strategist or a consultant or a really good coach. The second thing I would hire is not a coach again, okay? If you've hired us once, don't hire us again. You should be done at this point. Um, I do think it's okay to tap in quarterly, maybe once a month for like a 30-minute call, even if they have some sort of low-price membership so that you can stay in contact. I think that's totally fine. But don't be giving people like $2,500 a month investments for two years. like That's not going to get you anywhere. Instead, build out your team with that money. The first thing I would hire after that would be a VA, a virtual assistant. Bring somebody on to kind of do some of the bitch work that you're starting to learn you really hate. Uh, The next thing I would personally spend money on, the third thing that I outsourced to was a bookkeeper. Uh, The reason for this is because I don't like messing with my finances and it's not something that I don't want to get wrong. I'm very particular about my money, but I don't love being the one that handles it. So what I'm instead doing is I have somebody there to kind of like help and guide me through that process. Um, So the bookkeeper would be next. Bookkeepers can be expensive though. So just know that if you don't have the money for a bookkeeper, that's fine. Do know that you should prioritize that sooner rather than later, at least within your first year. Do not leave your first year of business without hiring someone for some sort of financial help. Even if it's like to check in with them every once in a while and, um, you know, have an audit or something like that. Now the, the last thing that I would recommend would be a service provider, a true niched service provider. And that could be a copywriter that could be, um, a website designer, a branding specialist, That could also be somebody who is maybe like a sales expert or a systems uh, expert, somebody who's going to be creating or putting software in place for you. Those kinds of things are also really great. Do you have a community? Do you want to hire a community manager for your Facebook group and your group training? These are the kinds of things that you want to think about, okay? Now, now that you know the order in which I would recommend that you hire, which again would be a strategist, a VA a bookkeeper-ish, if you're ready for it, and then a service provider. Um, This is how you make the right business decision. Now, there is, like I said, a different route for a creative aspect. That could be someone who's more like copywriter, website designer, branding uh, expert versus a true like Back end business kind of provider, which could be someone who sets up your systems, somebody who creates some software for you, somebody who is a little bit more like strategy minded. Not that copywriters and website designers are not strategy minded. They're like fully strategy minded, but I'm being lazy. So go with me. So the first four things apply to both of these fields. And then I'll tell you how to hire someone in a creative field and how to hire somebody in like a strategist position. So, the first thing you want to ask yourself is what kind of experience does this person have? Now, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I've only hired people who've been in business for 12 years and have doctorates degrees and are top of their, you know, industry experience, whatever. No way. No way the branding designer for my product-based business that's coming out in September, she is self-proclaimed, self-taught. I think that's phenomenal. She does a great job and I can see her track record of her evolution, how she's grown. You wanna see if over time people are still pushing themselves, if they're learning new skills, if they're getting better at that thing that you are gonna hire them for because you have the opportunity to stay with them and continue benefiting from their skills. So that's the first thing I would think about. What kind of experience do they have? Are they, no offense to 22-year-olds, a 22-year-old who is charging $5,500 for something that she's never actually done? Or is it somebody who is saying, hey, by the way, I've been doing this for four years, even if you are 22, and this is something that I can do for you. So consider their experience, okay? The second thing is, do they have the results I want? Do they have the life that I want? Do they get me, okay? So this is a really great place to kind of start to think about like, this person who is going to teach me about the road that they walked, what is their lifestyle like? What are they doing? Do they, are they living in a big way? Are they living the way that I want to be living? How do I perceive them? Do I perceive them as gross? Do I perceive them as con artist-y? Do I perceive them as maybe fake? Um. Is something just like off there so like you want to see how you perceive them and if their lifestyle is something that you're really interested in that third thing is morals and values i recommend never making a decision without considering how your morals and values align now this is pretty optional there are definitely some people who don't really mind to make an investment into someone who differs very different from them as far as like mindset or views of the world To me, it is a non-negotiable. I need to make sure that our values align. I need to make sure that we believe in similar social issues, that we believe in how we treat others. Um, I also really love to work with some women who are really disruptive and kind of loud. Um, That's just like kind of the people that I try to attract because they typically are the trailblazers. And then the last one is ROI, return on investment. If you've never heard this before, this basically is like how much money will you make from the money that you put in? So will that person's service, will that person's insight, will that person's coaching make you money? And will they feel responsible to help you do it? Now listen, a copywriter's job isn't in essence to make you money, but their copy should be so good that it results in sales is that important to them? Is it important to your website designer to create something that will promote and instigate further time on site, AKA a sale? Is it of your systems experts importance to make sure that everything is streamlined and optimized so well that your customers will come back for more? These are the kinds of things that you want to be really considerate of. Don't view your money as a gamble or a necessary expense. If you're putting $2500, 1500, even, you know, $500 into something is there a way that you are going to make money back from that and how much that is how you calculate a return on investment typically the higher the investment the higher the return in my experience for instance if i you know inject i, I see people injecting 1500 to 2500 dollars, even 4500 to six thousand dollars to be honest into website design and i get it because really good websites can actually make you a fuck ton of money um, for a million different reasons, you're branding yourself. You look more professional. It's very clean and easy to find everything that you do. So this is the kind of stuff that you want to think about, okay? What is their experience? Do I trust it? Does that person have the kind of perception that I want? The morals and and values, do we align there? And what kind of ROI do I feel like I can get from this investment? And is it really an investment or a gamble? Are you spending $2,500 on a coach thinking, well, that's what everybody does. I guess I have to spend $2,500 on a coach, but you're not making 5,000 from that. You're not making 10,000 from that investment. My three highest retainer clients, my goal with the money that they're giving me, which is substantial, is to make them hundreds of thousands of dollars from my strategy. So that is something that you really want to consider is do they care about making money? A lot of times anybody with ethics, do care, they do care. So that is just something that you can suss out really quickly with like character, with kind of gauging what they're, what's important to them. Now, if you're hiring someone in a creative space, whether it's, I mean, even down to the fact that if you hired an interior decorator or a branding designer or a website designer or a packaging expert, whatever it is, the first thing you have to do when hiring a creative before anything else is see if your aesthetic matches. Because yes, a creative person can like bend and ebb and flow for a different creative, you know, feel. They could. But- they want to stay in a specific niche of design. So are you are they creating the kind of aesthetic that you're looking for? Are they pushing boundaries a little bit if that's important to you? Are they making something trendy if that's important to you? Do they make really beautiful gorgeous feminine, you know, designs because that's important to you? Like those are the things that you want to think about because what you're paying someone for is what you're going to get. If you don't love really flowery, curly q f's and s's and r's I wouldn't hire the girl who always does that, right? Those are the things that you kind of want to consider. The next one is, do you trust them? And this is not, do you trust them to do a good job? This is, can you relinquish control? This has been so hard for me. I have my product-based business coming out in September. I hired a genius branding designer who has a phenomenal team and I do fully trust her. So I do also have a problem kind of like, not questioning some things there are definitely times when i'm like are we sure this is the right move are we sure this is the right move and i get so angry with myself i get so upset with myself because i hired her to take this off my plate i had hired her to care about my creative on my behalf and it's something that is really vital to make the relationship work is can you relinquish control are you going to be nitpicking every single thing because you could have just designed it yourself? right? But can you trust them? Can you hand things over to them? Now with that said, the third thing you want to think about with a creative that you hire, are they flexible? Are they able to bend? Are they able to revise? Are they able to edit with grace, right? The thing is, yes, you want to be able to relinquish control where you say, I give you autonomy to go create on my behalf and thank you in advance. However, I also want you to feel empowered to say, are we sure that this is right? Can I see this done another way? And you don't want to push the limits. There's definitely a line of disrespectful and that's on you to kind of like feel out with the person that you hire for this kind of role, whether it's copy, whether it's website design, whether it's graphic design, whatever it could be. Trust them, give them control, but also are they able to work with you? Are they able to be collaborative? Because that is where you want to make sure that you're really working with the right partner and not necessarily just like handing over the reins completely. Now, if you're hiring somebody who's more of in like a strategist role, there are a couple things that are going to be questions that I think you should be thinking about. One, think about the results that they have gotten for others. A lot of people sell strategy and they don't and they share testimonials. Oh my gosh, this like changed my life. Oh my gosh, wow, I made so much money from this. All of that is just like really awkward marketing to me. And it, granted, I use some of it. I really try not to rely on it too heavily. I definitely I have a client who makes $30,000 months now. I have a client who made $50,000 with my help in four weeks, three weeks. Um, So I'm not going to sit here and act like I can't get those things. But the thing is selling consistently from that place of like trigger words. (sighs) I mean, for me, yes, I want you to look at those testimonials, but what I really want you to do more than anything is think about if that transformation is there right? So is someone saying, wow, I really came into this not knowing a lot about this and I'm walking away feeling empowered because I'm, I understand what I'm doing. I have a clear plan. Or is it kind of just like a fangirl moment? So the results that other people have gotten, don't be afraid to challenge people. Ask people what percentage of the people that have gone through this program have walked away with a successful business? How many of these people have walked away making six figures? What percent of people who have gone through this program have gone on to do X, Y, and Z? That's why I say vet your people. What that means is kind of put them through the ringer. Ask them questions. You're hiring them. A lot of people like to make you think that they're doing you a favor by you paying them $5,500. But I promise you, you're fueling their business majorly, because you know for sure you're giving them $5,000. You don't know for sure that that $5,000 that you're giving them is going to bring you $15,000 in your business, right? So ask them, okay, this many people signed up for your course. How many of them actually went on to do that thing? How many of them had to hire you again because they didn't get it the second time, the first time around? right? Really, really try to think strategically about like, are you selling me with trigger words or are you selling me with true results? Okay. The second thing is kind of similar to ROI, but I call it a price payout ratio. So the price you're putting in, what is the payout that you're, rege- you're getting? Yes. That sounds like ROI, return on your investment. I more so mean, does the price justify the price you'll be making? So looking at your ROI and saying, okay, I'm going to put $5,000 into working with this person, but I'm going to make $5,000, which is great, but because I don't think I could do this on my own. I need that person to help me make that $5,000 in the first place. Cool, but like you netted out at zero. Is that worth it? Is there someone less expensive that you can work with so that you can get the exact same result without being, you know paying so much. Um, so is it justifying it, right? That $10,000 website designer, like if you have the money, girl, get it here for it. Right. But if you have $10,000 only to spend in your business, can you spend that in different ways? Can you break that $10,000 up where you're spending $1,500 on, you know, X, Y, and Z and $2,500 on this and $2,500 on this. And you're walking away with a website and copy and export, whatever it could be. So is there a better way of doing things? And then also, do I get anything else from this? Are there any perks thrown in? Do I get any extra X, Y, and Z? Um, Is there a community aspect? Like what is there, right? These are the kinds of things that you really want to ask the people that you're hiring and view it as such. View it as hiring for a role. That person is coming so into your business and you're giving up so much money that it needs to be an investment, not a gamble, You need to be putting in $2,500 a month or $1,500 a month or $20,000 or $10,000 or $500 knowing that the the help that that person can give you will give you a return on your investment. Now, here's the thing. You got to do the work, my friend. So if so-and-so gives you all of the tools and you invest $10,000 and you don't do jack shit, then I don't really care about your return on your investment because you're not even doing anything for it. You know what I mean? Like you have to think about that too. So the last thing that I really just want to leave you with is anybody you hire, you should be able to ask them, can I I ask to talk to other people who have gone through your program or your service? Do you have a contact info? What's their Instagram handle? I just want to talk to someone who's been through this before. Really see what it's like to work with that person. The other thing is that, and I cannot say this more clearly. I mean, I'm probably not going to say it clearly because I'm going to get mad about it. Um, There are so many people trying to look like celebrities in this space, space, saying things like, I only work four days a month and I made $40,000 in two days this month. And it's like, okay, so you want me to pay you $2,500 $2,500 a month so that you can teach me how to make 40K when you made 40K because you got 20 people to pay you $2,500 a month and you're only working four days a week or four days a month. So, how are you helping me? If someone is telling you that they're a seven figure entrepreneur, and it costs $25,000 to work with them, I wonder how they're a seven-figure entrepreneur. If somebody is saying to you, oh my gosh, everybody that works with me walks away with a plan for $100,000 like I do, prove it, prove it. Because I can prove it. I can pull up, the, I can pull it up. I can prove it that people walk away with a plan for $100,000, no question i can do that so those testimonials you know are they fangirls are is it people who are like oh my god i'm so excited i got to hang out with so and so like what what i want you to look out for are in reviews in testimonials are objections that are similar to yours and to see what that person felt afterwards Someone saying i really didn't want to spend this money but I'm actually really glad I did because of X, Y, and Z. I really had my apprehensions about hiring, but I'm glad I did because of X, Y, and Z. Because what I see a lot are testimonials that look like fangirls. I see a lot of testimonials that look like trigger words. Oh my God, I made $10,000 and we're only two hours into this service. That's not Okay, well that's not from the service. Like I hate to tell you, but like if you're only 1 day into the service and you made $10,000, it's cuz of the work you put in before. I mean, I hate to tell you. I love manifestation, but that's not what that was. Um I just want you guys to see through the bullshit. There's so much bullshit in this online space and it's driving me fucking crazy. I'm so sick of people saying they work 4 days a month And then they sell you back to back to back. Buy this for $500, buy this for $2,500, buy this for $1,500, buy this for $3,500, buy this for $2,500. No wonder you made six figures in three months. You're nonstop selling at a $5,000 price point, but who's actually helping them? Because either you don't work four days a month or you do work four days a month and you're not actually helping all these people that just gave you $100,000, how many people walk away upset with that person's service? How many people walk away happy with that person's service? How many people's lives are changed by giving that money? And last but not least, mother of God, if somebody tells you to open a credit card, if someone tells you to go find the money, if someone tells you to put the moneymaker of the house on the phone, If someone tells you to take out a loan and if someone asks you to make four years of payments to work with them, literally run the other way because that is a fucking scam. Nobody should be telling you to open up a credit card or a loan to work with them. If you do not have the funds to work with me, I have passive income in my suite where you can go download one of my bundles for 50 bucks. I'm not, I'm not going to make you take out a loan to work with me, literally ever. If you cannot afford my services, you're going to be stressed and you're not going to show up well in my book. Don't ever work with someone who tells you to take out a loan. The reason I get worked up about this is because about a year ago when I entered into this space, I started taking a look around and I calculated, I mean, I started calculating how much debt my, clients were in because of really bad business investments that to be honest I always blame the person who made the decision so part of me wanted immediately to be like well don't maybe spend that fucking money and then when I really got into it and started paying attention there's some manipulative ass selling going on hey guys come in I'm gonna change your life I'm gonna change your life but guess what my guest coach actually runs this and I'm only available for an hour a month Okay, so then you're not doing anything in my business and I look up to you. So where are you? So I don't blame these people for the investments that they've spent, but my clients were in debt over $200,000 total. Not all my clients, and that's not all one person, but the people who who came to me because they said, I'm in debt because I spent $20,000 on a coach and I have nothing to show for it. It's unbelievable. As someone who has 10 years experience working for major corporations in a cutthroat environment in the in New York City of all places, pitching to brands like Nordstrom, pitching to places like Dillard's and Saks and Shopop and... Working with brands like Kendall and Kylie and Rebecca Minkoff and Sam Edelman and Prada and Gucci. I mean, I've worked for some of the best places you could possibly get to, the highest tier sometimes. And I still would not charge $20,000 to a solopreneur who's just starting on her journey. That is so wildly unethical to me, it blows my mind. And this has gone on an entire rant and I recognize that because I could literally talk about this all day because it gets me so fired up. But there are people who say that I don't charge enough based on how much other people are charging. You bet your ass that Square One Accelerator could be a $7,500 program and I could sell it out. I could get 20 people in and I wouldn't even have to bat an eye because there's people who are willing to pay it. But I don't want that to happen. I wanna come from a place of really strong ethics. I wanna give back. My goal is transformation and I promise you all those bitches are going to be out of business. And I'll be standing because I'm trying to help. And the women who work with me walk away with enough money to go invest in someone else also, to go also get their website, to go also hire a team. But you can't hire a team if you're spending $5,000 every fucking month on someone who doesn't give a fuck about your business. So rant over, thank you for listening. Make smart business investments. And before you give somebody over $750, okay, $1,000, let's say $1,000 is, is the minimum. Before you pay somebody $1,000 or more, vet them. Ask them questions that might be uncomfortable for them because I would rather they feel uncomfortable about the question than you feel uncomfortable because you gave $20,000 to someone that you don't have and that's a fucking down payment on a house. Or a brand new car. So I have to end this at some point or I literally will start shooting steam out of my ears. So that is all. I love you guys. I really care about your growth. I really care about your business and how you do things. I refuse to have unethical prices, but I still charge something that represents the amount of conversion I'm gonna make in your life and also the amount of expertise that I have. And... I would be honored to have the opportunity to work with you at some point, whether that's on a 90-minute call, whether that's in Square One Accelerator, or whether you want a monthly retainer with me. This is not a sales call, though. This is really just me as a big sister saying, take care of yourself, and if you need help making a business decision, I am here. Whoa, 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 hold on. Have you guys checked out the new website? Because it's pretty legit. Not only are we offering all these new services where we will run your launch, we can create a business plan with you, we have a membership launching, but the coolest thing about the new website, in my opinion, is our quiz. The quiz gives you fully built out business plans. It gives you podcasts made specifically for you where you are in your level of business. It gives you deep dives into how you may be feeling, a special letter from me, It's honestly one of the best things to do because you're going to find your archetype, that person that you are right now in entrepreneurship, what your focuses need to be, etc. Literally wrote you a plan for exactly where you are and for what you need to be doing. Everybody's filling it out and it's so, so, so much fun. And I'm really excited to see what your archetype is. So make sure to take the quiz, tag me in your stories to let me know which one you are so that I can celebrate you at every stage of business that you're at. I can't wait to see And that's a wrap on the Daily Hype podcast for today. I hope that you enjoy this and I hope you come back for more. Thank you guys so much, by the way, for the reviews. That is so big for a podcast. And listen, if you're not reviewing, at least you're sharing this with your friends. You're telling me that you love this. You're putting this on Instagram. It means the world to me. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will see you next time.